Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. <sighs> We're back. We're here. Yeah, it's almost the end of May. God damn, I know. Like, next weekend is Memorial Day weekend, I think, which it's like, oh. wasn't it just Memorial Day weekend? Like, yeah, I think it was, like, two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I don't know. COVID time... It just it's just different than the rest of the time, and we're still in COVID time. So, yep, yep, it hits different that COVID time. Sorry, I yawned. <laughs> How dare you yawn? It's so boring. No, I'm just tired. I'm sorry, I'm boring you, Jillian. <laughs> You've bored me just by saying your name. <laughs> well, let's talk about something not boring. Let's talk about TV. What have you been watching this week, Jillian? Oh, man. So we've been watching a lot of movies this week. Like, we've been really going hard on all of the, like, small, like, Netflix and Hulu and release shit from uh-huh. 2019, 2020, and 21 that we have missed. Uh-huh. There have been some some good ones, some real big stinkers. But uh, that's kind of all we've been doing, other than we did start watching the new season of Haunted on Netflix. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know. That's about it. What have you guys been watching? Um, I think my answer is literally exactly the same as it was last week. Um, I've been watching a little bit of Are You the One? I finished up season three, which was awful. I mean, Hell yeah. you know, and we've really been watching True Blood, though. That's been our, our main focus as of late. We finished season three and okay. we've been started season four. So we're getting into, well, we're almost done with season four at this point, I think. Yeah, we got into like the witches and... Um, yeah. seeing Fiona Shaw, a.k.a. Aunt Petunia, play a witch, which was, you know, a little crazy, but she does a great job, so, you know. She does. And every time you say True Blood, I just hear, I know. Oh, that intro, it's one of my all-time favorite TV intros. It's so good. It's one that we never skip. I never skip it. It's just, like, part of the show. We skip so much, like, so many intros. Yeah. Like, and it's reasonable but this one no i just sit there for like the full minute and a half never get tired of it it just fits it fits so well with the the vibe of the show it just works it's just so perfect i don't know what you've done to me oh god classic so good so good i used to put that on like um driving playlists Oh yeah, it's in a the good middle. one. Because then you can like really like amp up and be like, Aah! yeah, like really <laughs> fucking lose your mind to it. Mm-hmm. And you're like 13 hours into a 17 hour road trip, and you're like, I just gotta true blood it. Gotta get through. Gotta be manic through it. You know, just stay awake, <laughs> just survive. Finished. Finished two audiobooks. Just gotta try and survive. Yes. But speaking of intros, <laughs> oh my favorite intro of all time. So we are back this week. We're back to our, I don't know, our roots of just hating on fundies because yeah, that's our favorite thing to do. And we got some requests to go back and do more of the Bates family from some of the listeners. And I mean, we're going to do yeah. what you guys want us to do and also what we want to do, which is trash on fundies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to do what we want to do, but like we obviously will take your suggestions into account. Definitely, always. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about the first half of the second season of Bringing Up Bates from Up Faith and Family, 
TV network. Oh, faith and family. They should pay us. They shouldn't. No, yeah. I do not want to be sponsored by anything like this. Uh-uh. No, I'm good. I don't want them to know we exist, honestly. To Yes, that would be ideal. All right, okay, let's just so, let's just jump in. Let's just go for it. Let's just it. fucking go and do this. So we've got Bringing Up Bates, Season 2, Episode 1. All together and now. All, all together, together now. now. I hate this episode because it just reminded me, again, that the fucking evangelicals won't celebrate just, like, really simple, secular holidays with any form of, like, normalcy. Like, Valentine's Day... It's like, yeah, why do you have to be extra? They rename it I Love You Day. Like, it's literally, this sounds like exactly the same thing as Valentine's Day. Like, why do you guys got to be so extra about it? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't, like, no one's worshiping St. Valentine on Valentine's Day. Like, not really. No. At least not anymore. That's for sure. Uh Uh-uh. I don't even know if they ever did. Let's, I don't think let's so, but Google that. Yeah, I mean, I think Saint Valentine like died by like getting shot a lot by arrows. So like, yeah, not great. No, not really. Yeah, I hate I hate how they do holidays. The mm-hmm. fundamentalists. It's weird. But yeah, so starting out with this episode, we have Alyssa and John arriving in from Florida for a visit. Mm-hmm. Alyssa is eight months pregnant, and she talks a little bit about how road trips are different um, while you're pregnant because you have to make a lot of stops, which I can imagine that. I mean, I can't imagine making more stops than I have to. I always have to pee on road trips, like every hour. I'm like, I got to pee. Sorry. I have a I have a huge bladder, so unless my <laughs> blood sugar is really high, I usually can just go. Man, you're so lucky. I know. I've literally waited in line to go to the bathroom, gone to the bathroom, gone out, and then had to go wait back in line because I had to pee again. Nice. Nice. Iconic. Iconic. Iconic bladder. <laughs> we love it. <sighs> yeah. Anyways. So th- <laughs> they have a big weekend ahead of them, the Bates do. Uh, all mm-hmm. of the couples are in town, including Brandon, who's com- who is dating Michaela. Um, and they have lots of plans, including I Love You Day, which is like we talked about, literally just Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. on so Valentine's say, Day, I love too. you to all of your family members. It's like, yep, that's what Valentine's Day is. You guys yep. figured it out. Good job. Good job. Um, I hated when Alyssa and Aaron both got into the house and Gil said, guys, belly to belly. Ew. Yeah, I hate that. I'm I'm chill with dudes being excited about pregnant women having babies and like being excited for additions to the family, et cetera. But like, please don't do that. Don't right. don't say belly to belly. Don't push your two daughters' bellies together because that's weird. It's very weird for sure. For sure. I also every time Alyssa comes into this freaking house, they're like, "Oh, it's so sad that you live so far away. We never see you. We're just used to seeing everybody." And it's like, y'all gotta chill. Yeah, for real. They're so I can't imagine I can't imagine marrying into this family mostly. I was thinking about like John who I don't know, he seems to be a lot more like hesitant around the family and which he's just I think he's just a shy person too. But mm-hmm. it's like God, I can't imagine just having to uh-uh. deal with that and not having grown up that way. 
Well, and like the worst part is like thus far, all of the dudes that these women are marrying, the only like real noticeable like flaw of them is that they're evangelical in the same way. Like they all seem really nice and supportive and emotionally in tune and shit. But like then they just marry into this batshit family that can't ever let anyone exist for a second alone. Yeah, yeah. It's just and everyone's always in each other's business and there's like this kind of agreed upon thing that like secrets don't exist like you literally can't tell anybody anything and not only that but like i don't even know it's like they they just they assume that because there's a likelihood that they will tell the secret that they just don't have to even try to keep the secret and that's like not cool it's not cool no no especially because most of the time it's like spoiling someone's surprise from their significant other or spoiling the gender of a baby or you know it's like like, not your shit to talk about so mm -mm. no just keep your mouth shut it's not a secret it's not yours to tell Mm -hmm. so um they have a big family meeting to plan i love you day and the i love you day party that they're having so they made this into a like i talked about a big family holiday that kind of includes gift giving and mm-hmm. um, they're planning to go shopping the next day to get gifts. This whole thing is just so evangelical family. Like, everyone rolls in on, like, a Thursday. And then they have a, a I love you day on a Friday and a baby shower on the Saturday. And they've done zero planning or, like, shopping for any of these things. I cannot tell you how stressed out I felt, like, watching this. And just watching, mm-hmm. always watching them and the Duckers. They're the exact same way. They wait till the last minute to plan everything, these huge events, and they just, like, it's just, it's too much. It's so chaotic. Yeah, this would all be a lot easier and, like, not as, like, stressful and fuck you up (laughs) if you could just plan, like, a bit at a time. Right, right. Oh, God. Um, So while, like, or right after their meeting, um, suddenly a quartet of old men in orange vests show up in the house. (laughs) And they're trying to figure out who she's there. They're there for, and it ends up being for Whitney from Zach. And it's uh-huh. like I don't even know this like barbershop quartet of men. It's singing so funny to her. too because it's a barbershop quartet, but they called themselves the Three Nice Guys. And yeah, there's four of yeah. Them. There's four of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't like even the Bates picked up on that weirdness. Yeah, like, was there originally supposed to be three, and then one of them just, like, weaseled their way in? Or mm-hmm. do they just really not know how to count? Or is one man just bad? Good. Good point. Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's usually the three nice guys and one bad daddy. Yeah, exactly. Bad daddy. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. They, I hate... I'm so... I feel so bad for how much I dislike Carlin and Tori this whole part. Because I'm like, I know they're teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Like at this point they're just teenage girls but man yeah yeah they're they're annoying for sure agreed this part where they're like oh you know it's romanticness i just made up that word get it romanticness like everyone else is the dumb one yeah like oh yeah we couldn't we we could not understand that for ourselves thank you yeah and you just say romantic yeah you don't need to add extra syllables that's like some kate goslin shit kate goslin does that all the time <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'll do it, but like if I'm talking to people, I think like on a show, if I was doing a talking head, yeah. I'd be making up words. Yeah. I make definitely. up words to the cats and the dogs and stuff. 
Anyways. (laughs) Gil and Kelly take all of the couples out to dinner for like a double date type thing, which is weird. A quintuple date. That's what they called it. That's, yeah. I just can't imagine like going on a double date with my parents and then calling it a double date. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, like you just go out to eat with your family. Yeah, exactly. Like when, yeah, I don't, it's strange i mean i hate the concept of double dates in general honestly yeah. like just be friends going out and eating dinner together yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you know it doesn't have to be like a, a date thing yeah um they go to fucking hibachi of course of course uh oh, god white i love people hibachi. love hibachi <laughs> i know i'm white people i love hibachi i, I hate am. hibachi because i am way too perceived by the person doing the p- hibachi so like that's uh, mostly what i have against it fair. i don't want you making eye contact with me and like talking to me when i'm not prepared Mm-mm. that is fair i get that i just love hibachi food mostly it's really it oh, that's fair god. so i know good. i do love good flash fried flash pan yeah. fried food it's good yummy so they play uh, mom's questions right there at the hibachi table. Yeah, because they can't just like, I don't know, be normal. Yeah, they can't just discuss things. Yeah. So they have like different questions. Like the first question is to tell a funny story from when they were dating. Um, their other question was, uh, what surprised you most about your spouse after you got married or started courting, depending mm-hmm. on where you are in your relationship? Um, also during this question, apparently Aaron just leaves the refrigerator door open and like walks away uh-huh. from it. She's like, well, if I'm coming back to it, I'm, and it's like, no, just open just it again. The door. You don't want yeah. spoiled milk. Like apart from like the whole energy efficiency thing, like, ew. Oh, the way she was talking about it. She was like, she, like, we are the dumb ones for closing the refrigerator when we leave. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I mean, I space out a lot of things i leave cabinets open all the time oh yeah well cabinets are one thing i never leave a fridge open also our fridge yells at us so oh yeah Yeah, ours does too thank god because our fridge has an issue with like you have to sometimes it doesn't close all the way and thank god it yells at us because Mm -hmm. we got the new fridge because for my birthday three years ago chris got me a dq cake and apparently the freezer didn't shut all the way. And so the entire thing melted all over the inside of the freezer. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, it was a lot. That. Yeah. <laughs> Happy so birthday. We got, a new, we got a whole new fridge. We were like, fuck this. Yeah. Don't blame me there. <laughs> and then the last question they ask is their fondest memory together. Oh, I fucking hated this part because John said, being alone together, finally. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, ew, you guys are also obsessed with telling people that you have sex. Yeah. Also, like, that shouldn't be, like, a highlight of your relationship. That should be, like, the first date game. Like, not necessarily sex, I'm saying, but, like, spending alone time. Being alone with the person, getting to know them. One-on-one. Yeah, having like yeah, intimate one-on-one conversations. That's like yeah. what first dates are for, but pretty not much in Fundyland. <sighs> okay, so for I Love You Day, each child gets to draw a name um, to buy gifts for that other child, and they do this to kind of prevent the same kids from like picking the same kids. I mean, they do this to introduce their children to each other. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we want all of our kids to have a bond with each other. And so they have to, like, orchestrate it because they have so many kids that it's not natural. It wouldn't be natural for them to just be like, oh, yeah, should probably get to know what my brother likes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like they don't often hang out like the little kids and like mm-hmm. the big kids together. So but it was, I guess it's nice. Like, I mean, obviously it's disturbing to be in that situation given how many kids you have. But like, it is mm-hmm. nice to see that compared to like the Duggar buddy system thing. Yeah. Which is, like, the same kids all together. Like, these, the older kids take care of the younger kids. And they're, like, always in the same groups. It's it's nice that it's not like that, at least. At least mm-hmm. not as apparently like that in yeah. the Bates' yeah. family. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that all the older girls definitely raise all the younger kids. But it's not as regimented. Right. So they go to a little, like, gift store to pick out I Love You Day gifts. They have $25 to spend... Um, the only thing I have in my notes from this part is a quote from Lawson, which is, whenever we go to any store, my dad starts sweating like crazy. I know. I know. And then they hyped it all up and they never told us how much he spent. Like, they told us how much they spent at in season one at the Goodwill shop yeah. or whatever. Like, you can't just tease that. I want to know no. how much all the gifts cost. For real. Um. So there are two parts of this that we did not address yet. So the oh, first no. is that they passingly refer to that little, like, fucking diner table at the front of their house. You know, like, the benches looks like yes. a restaurant table. They call that the courting booth. No. I don't, I hate I don't care for that. I don't care for uh-uh. that at all. No. You get, a, you get to sit across the table from each other. Right. Like you're at a McDonald's. Like a simulated table. date. Yeah, it's very weird. And then fucking Gil, the psychopath, somehow, this man is such a fucking psychopath, he says, nothing like a secret to create an atmosphere of connection. It's like, I don't think that's how secrets work. No, that's not, that's not, no, your relationship should not be founded on secrets. That's Mm -mm. not a healthy foundation. I really don't feel more connected to anybody when I find out they've been keeping a secret from me. No, no. Like surprises, sure. Yeah. And like Secret Santa, like what they're doing is totally fine. Like that's cool and yeah. cute and a connection activity. But like it's not because of the secret. Right, right. <laughs> no. Back at the house, they're moving furniture around. Everyone's getting ready for the party, which again, I think it's just like the family, but that's still a lot of people. Yeah, it's like 25 people altogether. Right. Um, Brandon is working on a surprise gift for Gil and Kelly. Mm-hmm. They are, the boys are tasked with putting the pinata up in the house and they just fucking back up a fucking crane. Yeah. Just absolutely the most chaotic possible solution. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, they're not going to even like drill a fucking hole in a wall and like create a pulley system or something. No, they're going to just back up a crane yeah. and stick it through a window in the house. God, just going for it. That is 100% like what my husband would do, though, if he had access to a crane. So thankfully, he does not have access to a crane easily because I feel like it would be bad. I know. We're getting him next year for his birthday. Oh, God, please. You'll deal with any of the... I'll I'll send all of the medical bills we get when he, I don't know, falls. I'll send them to your house, too. Okay. They wrap all the gifts. They decorate the house. Dinner's ready. They have a little bit of a dinner together. They're emphasizing, you know, taking time for others and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate how often they say the word fellowship in these seven oh episodes. Oh, my God. They, they said it, say it so like, much. all in the first season. And now it's like, so, you know, the city mission, the Huntington City Mission, we went and yes. like, donated some stuff down there. And the guy who runs it was telling us that, two dudes had gotten into a fight and that he you know that's why he was late whatever we were 
you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so he said that they were having some intense fellowship, and that's all I can think of because <laughs> oh, that's how, how he described yeah. them having a fight. <laughs> it's it's weird. I don't understand the word fellowship. They use it as every like every part of the sentence. It's like a verb. It's a noun. Yeah. It's just like they'll say like let's fellowship, and that doesn't sound yeah. right to me. And now we're gonna go fellowship. Yeah, or like yeah. I don't, it's I don't just, know. It's it's weird. I I don't know. But yeah, they use it. I noticed that too. They use it so much in these episodes. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate the word fellowship in yeah. general because it's just yeah. been so fucked by religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This whole thing was weird. Everything they were saying during this part was just weird. Like Gil being like, sometimes people don't show love back to you. Sometime yeah. along the way, someone's going to hurt your feelings. And the best thing to do is say, I'm just going to forgive you. And it's like, can you imagine um, fucking Jim Bob saying that? Because I can. <laughs> Like, just being like, oh, just forgive Josh. Oh, definitely that, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Gil was full on in preacher mode at this table. And it's just, it's really interesting to hear these people talk about, like, loving others and accept- accepting others and, like, forgiving others. But it's just, like, so hypocritical because we know that that only goes for, like, people like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that they have their Trump 2020 hats stored in the closet when the film crew comes. Right, right. It's it's just, okay, it's just, it's real rich coming from you folk. Real fucking rich. And speaking of, Tennessee just passed a fucking bill. The governor just signed it into law today that says that any establishment that it was willing to serve trans people must now have a sign saying that it does not matter what biological sex you are to enter any of the restrooms. What the fuck? It's so fucked. It's Why so fucked. are they like this? Why are people like this? Everybody's got to have somebody to blame all the world's problems on. God, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they do their little gift exchange and it went well, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Um, Brandon <laughs> made the Bates family tree with everyone's picture on it, which... Got brownie points from Gil and Kelly. Mm-hmm. It was cute. It was, yeah. Yeah. A cute little yeah. gift for soon to be in-laws. Yeah. Definitely an in-law gift. Yeah. No shame in sucking up there. Um, so the part of this when they're exchanging gifts and they're talking to the little boys and the little boys were too excited about their gifts to thank people. And then they asked him, so what do you do when someone gives you a gift? He said, you thank them and then you hug them. And then I realized that every single one of them did that. Like you thank the person and then you get up and you hug them. Yeah. And I don't know. It was so weird. It just felt like it was some kind of like office secret Santa party where people were trying to like foster relationships. Yeah. It's, it's weird for sure. It definitely like, it doesn't, the dynamic there is so weird in like these huge families compared to like I don't know having I have only one sibling, so yeah, it's just it's it's weird. It seems so weird. Like I think I could probably like get around like five kids. That yeah, seems like everybody could know each other. Yeah, but then it's like once you get past that, it's just way too chaotic. Yeah, and there's too much difference between like the first and the last kid if you have them all at the same time. Right, right. Age difference. Anyways, so after I Love You Night, Kelly Jo is like, oh my god, I'm so stressed. I still haven't done anything for the baby shower. So she goes to the grocery store at midnight. 
God, these people stress me out so fucking much. I just can't imagine it being like midnight, the day of the baby shower and being like, oh yeah, I still have to go get stuff for the baby shower and not yeah. like last minute stuff, like, like the all food. of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not like picking up pre-prepared food. It's like she went to go buy all the stuff to make yeah. food to bring. Yeah. Right. Oh I God. I just, I can't. It's so stressful. So then we are at the baby shower. All of the kids get assigned roles for the shower. They set it all up. They decorate it all in an hour. Everyone's going. And then is this where they forgot the kids or the, no, that's at, that's at the, that's at the other baby shower. That's at Aaron's baby shower. Fuck. Yeah. There's (laughs) too much. I forget there were two baby showers in these seven episodes. Too many, too many pregnant people. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, they it's like chaotic setting up, but everything goes fine. They play games. The first game they play is like a match the price to the baby item game, which is like the best type of game to play at a baby mm-hmm. shower. Like I planned my sister-in-law's baby shower and I specifically did games like this that were like cool because some games at baby showers are not no. cool. No, they're not very like collaborative or like you can't really like watch and guess along or whatever. Right. Yeah, because the ne- like the next game they play is that awful ribbon game, which I fucking hate. And oh, yeah. whoever does this at my baby shower will be like, I'll kill them before they do it. Yeah, like it's just I don't know. It's not great to be like, oh, how big do you? Th-? It's just like not a good game. Not a good game. Mm-mm. No, like if you want to do like a bet on the baby at that point, do like what day and hour is she gonna yeah. go into labor? Kind of yes. pool, whatever, yeah. whatever sack of jelly beans i don't know right <laughs> um so yeah they open up gifts after they get after the games and they get a lot of gifts at the end of this episode gil makes plans with brandon to get together with his parents um before the relationship progresses any further i'm still wilded out that they were courting for over a year and a half before he, i know he it's proposed seems crazy long um compared to uh, the other fundies that we're used to them having like a month and a half courtship and then two months of an engagement and then they're married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wild. I guess. I don't know. Michael has a lot of patience. Yeah, I guess. You, I guess you gotta being mm-hmm. one of the top oldest girls. Right. Yeah. Comes with the territory. God. Okay. So episode two future in-laws so yeah this kind of leads right in from the last episode um kelly gill and michael are going to chicago to meet with brandon i think brandon's currently in chicago and his Mm -hmm. parents live in michigan and so they're all meeting in chicago Mm -hmm. and the parents have met before and they know brandon's parents very well but they haven't like sat down and had a like oh, our kids are serious about each other kind of meeting mm-hmm. yet. Which feels weird again. Yeah. I, I don't know why parents are brokering children's relationships. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. It is weird. Yeah. I'm just thinking like my parents and Kyler's parents didn't meet each other until like we moved in together. And it that didn't feel like weird to me. You know, like. No, like having you meet your person's parents yes that's very fine like make sure that you're not like a serial killer 
Right. But like to sit down and hammer out what their marriage is going to be like is very weird. Yeah, it is for sure. I don't know. Brandon's mom looks crazy in this whole part. I don't know what it is. It's something about those like poof bangs that come out. Yeah, I want to know more of her backstory. Like, why is she the way that she is? I just want to know more about her. And why does Brandon look, like, so fresh and young, but, like, his sisters are, like, older, and they only kind of look alike? Like, is he adopted? Did I miss a plot point? I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't know. That's a good question. Because, yeah, his, a lot of his, well, he, I don't know how many siblings he has, but there were at least three sisters later on in these episodes, and... Some of them looked like significantly older than him. Yeah. Yeah. Like Angie seems quite a bit older than him. Yeah. But maybe yeah. he just looks like freakishly young. That's true. Okay. So he's one of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So he's right in the middle of 10. Okay. Well, I guess that would make sense for why there's such a big age gap because there's so fucking many of them. So yeah, he's third youngest. Does that make sense? Okay. He's three yeah. from the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, sorry. I don't think he's adopted, but he is very young. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, that makes sense that there are so many of them, and that's why there's such big age gaps in the in the siblings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so while um, the parents are in Chicago, Chad and Aaron are staying over at the big house, the family house, and helping <laughs> the to compound. take the compound and helping to take care of the, the younger kids. They're being mom and dad, as Kelly Joe says. yes. Which is weird. Yeah, it is weird because it's like those are your siblings, but that's fine. But I mean, it is good practice. Like Aaron's pregnant. So, I mean, got to get used to taking care of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're also, while they're there, Aaron and Chad are planning on working on a project for Kelly. And they're helping to renovate her bedroom since uh, Kelly expressed interest in this. And yeah, they want to make the bedroom brighter and like a nice place for her to relax. Mm-hmm. It ended up cute. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was a nice thing to do. Yeah, it was like an actual like thoughtful gift. Yeah, definitely. So they meet up with Brandon's parents and Gil's like, I've heard about deep dish pizza. I heard that it might take two deep dish pizzas to feed the whole bake clan. <laughs> God. For real. Can you I just like I think about that every time I think about that it blows my mind about how fucking much of a hassle it must be to feed 19 children every mm-hmm. day over and over again it's just like way too much work yeah and like they'll die without you yeah you can't just like nope out they'll, right you, they don't make money they're yeah they're poor they're it's children. over for them <laughs> yeah so they go and get fucking pizza yeah and um at this dinner kelly is really fishing for information about when brandon was going to propose it was like annoying as hell so annoying yeah Um, like just let it be a secret or like ask him when he's not there with michael yeah it's just and it was just like over and over again it's like we get it you want them to get engaged like it'll happen when it happens just yeah relax just shut up He's finished with school now. I'm sure it's going to happen soon. Right. Yeah, they talk a little bit about the idea of Michaela having to move and living in Chicago, maybe after they're married. And it's sad. They're sad. Everyone's always sad when someone flies the coop. Yeah. 
happens. Which I guess it's kind of sad, but like she's gonna go start her own life. I yeah, it's happy. happy for her. It's happy. Yeah. No, I get that. It is. It's hard because like my mom felt the same way when I moved here. Like she was sad that I was moving farther away, but like very happy that you know I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm with the person that I love, and I'm like doing what I'm supposed to be doing, making my own life. But it's it's hard. I get it. It is hard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So then they go to the pottery place and paint mm-hmm. pottery, mm-hmm. which wasn't very exciting. They just no. painted his and her mugs and shit. Yeah. Nothing really big happens. After this, I think they go out to dinner again or something. And Brandon yeah. pulls Gil to the side and kind of talks to him a little bit, tells her, tells him a little bit about his plans. And I mean, it's not to the side. He pulls Gil into the men's bathroom. Right. And they chit chat in a potty. Exactly, you know, <laughs> where you're supposed to do those things. Yeah, you're like, you know, I'm going to think of when I asked for your dad's hand, or your hand from your dad, we were in a shitter. In the shitter. Just, uh, just Applebee's. No. <laughs> classy romantic things for the Bates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Gil doesn't plan on filling Kelly in on any of the details because she can't keep a secret, so that's good. Um, and yeah. Brandon kind of punks her because he says Valentine's Day 2016. Yeah. So yeah. like a whole nother year. And she's like, which was worth it. Yeah, it's good. You got to if she's if she's fishing, you got to you got to give her a little bit of a you throw her off razz. a little bit. Give yeah. her a razz. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's really about all I had for that. They mm-hmm. return home from Tennessee and see their bedroom and they love it and they appreciate it. And that's great. And Gil really likes to tell people that he knows when Brandon's g- going to propose. Like, yeah. He loves to keep that secret. It builds connection. Yeah. The secrets. Secrets are the, the best foundation for any relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what we learn from the Bates family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, episode episode three. three. High risk, high hopes. So this episode starts off with Erin talking a little bit about her pregnancy. Um, she's like we talked about in the last episode. She has a high risk pregnancy. She has to do injections multiple times a day because she has like a clotting issue. And so she has to take like blood thinners and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of risks involved with that. And yeah. Yeah. Um, we fa- we learned that the baby's name is Carson, which I don't think we had heard yeah, before. I don't think so. I think they just kind of snuck that in there, which mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so little baby Carson is chilling, and she needs more folic acid because her blood cells are still too big. But mm-hmm. they're checking the cord velocity to see that the placenta isn't being clotted off. Right, right. And the doctor confirms that she will continue doing the shots every day up until she goes into labor. blah de blah blah God, can you imagine being on blood thinners when you give birth? No, th- that sounds oh. terrifying as fuck. That's so scary. For a second, I thought you were going to be like, can you imagine giving yourself shots every day? And I was going to be like, yep, I can. I sure can <laughs> imagine that, actually. No, I know. I know. I can definitely imagine that one. I <laughs> yeah. just can't imagine being like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know when I'm going to go into labor, but this That's could be my terrifying. last shot of blood thinner before I literally shoot a human out of my body. And hopefully yeah. not bleed to death. No, thank you. No, thank you. Ugh. I'm good. So um, back at the the compound, some of the middle and younger kids are building a fort. Mm-hmm. A fort you outside can, their house. You can really tell how like indoctrinated these kids are with the we're better than other people. Because they're like, well, we actually go outside and we have fun. 
Yeah. Those are TV or video games. But I feel like I distinctly remember Jessa talking about this and being like, oh, yeah, like, we go outside. We don't do. And it's like, do you guys think that, like, kids with TVs and iPads and PlayStations, do you think we, we don't go outside, too? We don't have that option because we do. They, they do. They, they do think that. It's a very Fox News thing. Like, kids these days, vitamin D deficiencies because they never go outside. And you're like, well... We're in a pandemic right now, so. I do have a vitamin D deficiency, so, you know. I do, too. It happens. But I feel like being outside wouldn't make that better no. for me, because I would die of other things. Exactly. You know what? Yeah. So in an effort to spend some time with their younger siblings, Lawson, Nathan, and Trace take the younger boys golfing, and they talk a little bit about how it's hard to find time because they're all so busy now that they're adults. Like, what are they busy with? I don't know. I mean, Nathan has school and a job, but, like, you still live at home. Yeah, yeah. They tell a story about how when Lawson and Nathan were younger, Nathan went to go pick up a golf ball, and Lawson just straight up hit him in the face with the golf club, and that's a very chaotic story. That is chaotic. God. And confirms that Lawson, honestly, I think, but we're in season two now, I think I'm safe to say that Lawson is the Spurgeon. Lawson is the Spurgeon and the Jeremy for me. Like he, I, I cannot stand him and he seems awful. He seems so, he's like, he's so cocky too. And just like the way he says things. Yeah. And he's so shitty to all of his siblings too. Like, I mean, sure. I get that siblings don't always get along, but he's like, yeah, you know, we're really close. Fuck this guy. Yeah. no. No, it's fine. He sucks. Yep. Fuck, fuck Lawson. Yeah, so let's see. Oh, Aaron and Chad have Zach and Whitney over for dinner. And I just have to say, baby Bradley is so fucking cute. He Holy shit. is so cute. He's like the perfect baby. So cute. And I I mean, like, I feel like I might hate it in person because of who they are. But the fact that they call him the fat man. <laughs> <laughs> I my love little, heart. I love little chubby babies more than anything in the whole world. So Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed with tiny chubby babies that are just, like, chunky and just having a good time. So cute. So, yeah, they have the they talk about having a baby and kind of relate to that since Aaron's pregnant. Chad seems to be really good with babies, though, which is good. Chad is just good at everything, I think. He seems like a really good dude. He does. Like, he's, he's like, a very, like, helpful person. I mean, I'm sure, you know, he's a fundamentalist. So, like, how good mm-hmm. how good can he be? But, like, um, he seems at least to be, like, a good husband and to actually, like, care about his wife and his wife's happiness. And he seems to like being around kids, so. Honestly, I think most of the Bates girls really are marrying up in, like, all of the factors. Like, all their husbands are, like, you know, usually pretty educated, pretty Mm. smart, went to regular school. Right. Like they're kind they're sensitive they're you know like all these things and whereas like the duggars they just fucking married other trash people yeah pretty Tucker much ben, who's just a stoner just <laughs> a harmless stoner i don't know if we'll go harmless but he's just a stoner <laughs> yeah i would say harmless among like in at least in relation to the other duggars and dugger in laws yeah 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 um I don't know. Again, again, 
I want to like Zach, but he's just too John David for me. Yes. So they're like talking about like packing and everything. And he's like, you know, Whitney's so organized. She's got this diaper bag going. And you're like, okay, that sounds good. And he's like, I have no idea what goes in it. I don't know yeah. what most of it's for. And you're like, that's not something to be proud of, but No. Yeah. You should definitely know how to pack a diaper bag for your own child. Like if your fucking wife dies in the next yeah. childbirth, like learn, learn how to do it before that happens if you don't normally do it that's fine if it's like normally the other person that does it but you should at least know how to do it in case of an emergency mm-hmm. yeah anyways we're yeah. back at the bait's house bait compound after this mm-hmm. um and they are doing that fucking fort and then the boys the big boys start shooting the little boys with yeah. bb guns and I hate this. I hate this whole thing. This nothing could be wholesome. They just had to destroy no, it. Yeah, it's just they're just assholes. Yeah, they're all the attention assholes. has to be on them. They have to make sure the power trip is known to everyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's cool. Because you know that Jeb and Judson really fucking care that they're powerful. They just it's not like they just idolize their brothers. Or yeah, something. No, not at all. <sighs> okay, the last part is where they actually sit down and have their fucking dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so sassy about that but i'm sassy they uh, they kind of just talk a little bit about aaron's pregnancy and she says she's been feeling better and she feels like the worst of it is over for her Mm -hmm. which is very chekhov's gun of this whole season yes (laughs) yeah exactly is the worst of it over (laughs) we will see um honestly okay so i think out of all the sisters i think aaron is the jessa maybe jessa maybe jill because Aaron seems like really like in line and like she's gonna do stuff, but we figure out all these little like tidbits. Like she's never changed a diaper because she's like that. These aren't my kids. I'm not changing their diaper. Yeah, and she didn't know how to cook before she was married. <laughs> uh huh. And she uh-huh. would never cook for anyone. She's like, oh, you know, if the smoke alarm goes off, that means dinner's done. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's just playing this fucking game. Like, I'm not having it with this shit. I'll do it for my own family, but <laughs> not for you, <laughs> not you guys. I didn't choose to have you. Yeah. All right, are we ready to move on to the next episode? I'm ready. I've said All right. Piece. So episode four is called Mima Moves In. Mima Moving. And this episode starts with a little bit about Trace and Josie getting braces. And they talk about how eight of their kids have had braces now. Which... Holy shit. No. That's so much money. It's like, what, four... So at least it was $4,000 or so when I had braces way back when. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I didn't have like really fucked up teeth. No, I, just I didn't. Had, like, I just had like normal braces lightly for, crooked. for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And me too. Yeah. It was expensive as fuck. Yeah. I do love that they're like, you know, sometimes it, people would pay for the braces. Sometimes we'd just pay monthly payments on it. And sometimes I'd cut down a tree for yeah, it. Yeah. They were talking about it. She's like, yeah, we get creative with how we pay for it. And it's like, goddamn, you people. Yeah. They also, yeah. I loved how they were talking about how they go to this orthodontist because um, for every additional sibling you bring in, you get 5% discount. And so they're like, by the end of the, by the end of our kids, they'll be paying us. Yeah. They're going to pay like 20 bucks for Jeb to get braces. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. I fucking, I hated braces when I had them. So I yeah. feel for all of these braces wonky suck. teeth children. They were not fun. No, they're not. And like you said, like we, I didn't even have like anything crazy. I just had normal braces. So. Yeah, Oof. I had braces and the rubber bands. Like, some of my friends had, like, the fucking palette plates yeah. and shit. Fuck and I'm like, that. that's intense. No, I can't do it. One of my friends had braces for seven years. That's crazy. That's too long. Yeah. 
Apparently that's how long it took to get her teeth back into place, but it looks nice now. That's I mean, good, I guess. It moved, so. Ugh. Fuck it. <sighs> I don't know, man. Fuck that. So the other plot point of this episode was Mima, who's uh, Kelly's mom, a.k.a. Betty Joe, a.k.a. BJ. They called her BJ at one point, which I really hope they know what that means, but I'm guessing they don't. Um. Anyway... Mima and her husband, Ed, want to move closer to the kids and Kelly wants them to move closer since they're getting older. You know how it is. And so yep. they come into town and they're going house shopping. Yep. And of course, they're older and Ed is housebound and mm-hmm. handicapped. So they have to have something accessible with a main little bedroom, not too big, pretty view, no upkeep. So they go and look at a condo first, which doesn't have a main level bedroom and ends up having like three flights of stairs to get from the garage up. Like mm. not good. That's bad for like me and I'm 30. Yeah, exactly. No, thanks. <laughs> I don't want to eat shit on my way down to the garage. No. <sighs> um, second house had too big of a yard, but it's pretty and more of what they want, but they don't have a roll-in shower, which yeah. is a bummer and it's a little far. Mm-hmm. So then after they see a couple houses, they kind of start talking about, well, maybe the best idea would be for you to just build your own house since you have, you know, so many accommodations you need and it might be the best way to go. And so that's kind of where they end up leaning, I think, towards the end of this. I really want to know why BJ and Ed, and I think just BJ kind of in general, has money like so much money because like all the kids were describing her house as like the rich people house and like she's living in was it charleston south carolina i think she was living in charleston somewhere yeah i think so something yeah. like that like a, a place where it's not the cheapest housing yeah like, i don't know it's very weird i want to know why yeah i don't really know like what what do they do what how do they get their money yeah good question do they have an empire that's the real <laughs> question yep so back over at the house The kids are going to Zach and Whitney's house for a sleepover. And while they're at the sleepover, Gil is surprising them by building a swing set. Mm -hmm. And of course, not with any like swing set plans or like lumber. Nothing. They just use telephone poles and a hope and a prayer. And a hope and a prayer. Yeah. So like the first night that they're gone, they, he gets the older boys to kind of help him clear an area and, Um, I have a quote from him here, which is, well, our problem was we didn't have any plans or materials. And it's like, yeah, that sounds like a problem. That 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 sounds sounds like like a very specifically y'all's problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that night, they really only finished kind of clearing the area, digging holes. That's about it. Uh, The next morning, they get back at work. And as always, things are taking way longer than they expected because Mm -hmm. no time management skills whatsoever. Who knew that 10 foot electrical poles were so heavy i know right i think everyone did yeah that. i would i would assume that for sure yeah i don't think they're hollow i think they're big mm-hmm. so <laughs> while the boys are working on the swing set kelly and Meemaw take the kids to a petting zoo to kill some time before they bring them back they i don't know they feed camels they see a bunch of animals it was a pretty depressing zoo. It was kind of like Tiger King-ish, like lots of small cages with yeah. exotics in it. Not probably great. not great. Probably not great. Um, They really liked the llamas and tried to get the llamas to spit at them, which don't. It smells really bad. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. So then after they finish up there, 
they come back and they're uh, like the outline of the swing set is up. The actual like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't even have any swings. For no it. swings, nothing. Just like the 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 bare bones of the swing set. You know, it could be a swing set or the gallows. You, you never know. To. We'll see what it is. <laughs> we'll see how good your behavior is tonight. We'll determine what this turns into. And they totally didn't cover this, but did you notice that in this part of the scene, Trace had his arm in a sling that he didn't have his arm in before? I didn't notice that. Yeah, he was just, like, standing off to the side, and, like, his arm's, like, in a black sling. Oh, Like, God. this dude, like, fucking well, broke his arm trying to lift a pole. That's funny, because the the last quote I have in this section is, We had to result to Daniel Boone principles, and OSHA wasn't around in Daniel Boone's day. Mm-mm. Also, okay, so I told you this, but I haven't told our listeners this. I was in this part of Tennessee this past weekend. God bless your soul. Holy shit, it's really bad. I didn't realize that I was so close to where they lived. They lived in Rocky Top, and I went down to, like, between Chattanooga and Knoxville. So I went, like, right fucking through where they live, and I'm so bummed I didn't get to, like, compound it. (laughs) But it's not that far, so. Yeah, we can go back. Anyways, they're fucking obsessed with Daniel Boone. Mm-hmm. yes i didn't even know tennessee was so obsessed with daniel boone yeah i i have family who live like re- in kentucky like but uh, like pretty close to tennessee border kentucky and mm-hmm. yeah that they're real into daniel boone in those parts for sure like every other thing was boonesboro fort mm-hmm. boonesboro boons creek also some of the stuff has really terrible names like apart from the obvious like lynchburg yeah um <laughs> it's yeah. like calf kill creek you're like Oh God, this yeah. is horrible. Yeah. Just not yeah. not good. Not good. The most unwelcoming place I have been in a long time, maybe my whole life, did not did not like Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good to be away. I'm sure from the that. cities are fine. Yeah. Cities are always kind of fine. Yeah. It's the it's the it's the outside of the cities that's always the scary part. It's always shows mm-hmm. the true colors of the of the yeah. area. All the like white flight and sundown towns. Yeah. Just like I don't like this. I nah, hate this. Nah. I hate everything about this. So yeah, the end of this episode, Michaela makes a big dinner for everyone and Meemaw heads back, back home. Mm-hmm. Holds on to the big fat man for a little bit. Yes. Bradley gets some good chunk time in. Chonk. Chonk. All right. So episode five is called Blessings and New Beginnings. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. This whole this <laughs> this episode was another wild experience. Uh-huh. Like no planning, just, everything's just happening. Yeah. So they're having some family friends over, Ashley and Anastasia, who met some of the Bates kids on a mission trip in the Philippines, and mm-hmm. they are from the Bronx, and they come from a family of six kids. So that's must be interesting. I don't know. I can't imagine living in new york with six kids yeah that sounds awful i can hardly imagine living in new york with one kid like i can't uh, even imagine living in new york with myself so true (laughs) i mean like i could do it i could get there but like mm, having a kid like they're gonna get hit by a car fall in the subway tracks or something like right how do people survive it man so um at the same time aaron's friend kelsey from college which i didn't know aaron went to college but i guess she did um and her baby and husband are also in town and this friend kelsey is helping to plan aaron's baby shower Mm -hmm. so aaron wants kind of a traditional girls only baby shower and so they kind of sit down and hammer out the plans for that 
Yeah, which of course is happening like tomorrow. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, this was another part I have in my notes where after that meeting they go, okay, let's go fellowship. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that too. I wrote, let's go fellowship. Ugh. Like they're just going to go. I like they don't even call it Bible study anymore. Yeah, it's just know. weird. I just, I don't like the word fellowship. I'm not here for it. Uh-uh. Um, okay, so Ashley and Anastasia, the Salliers who are in town, we think Nathan's probably going to court Ashley, maybe, or Anastasia, but I think Ashley. Nathan was very keen on them. Yeah, yeah, Nathan was, like, the closest to them, I think. It seemed like that, at mm-hmm. least. And so they take them horseback riding to give them a true taste of Tennessee life. And yeah. Ashley and Anastasia did not seem into this at all. They did not seem to even want to go. It was kind of hilarious. I know. I feel really bad, because, like, horses are very scary. They, they are. They you and, like, kill your shit. Like, I They're love horses, huge. but... They're kind of chaotic. Like, horses mm-hmm. are chaotic neutral. They don't care about you. They're not trying to do evil, but they're going to do some evil. Yeah, and they're, like, just big animals. Like, it's mm-hmm. scary to be around a big animal. Yeah, and to be on top of one? Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so after the horse experience, which nobody seemed to really enjoy except <laughs> for the boys... They go out to dinner at the mountain where there's a view of all of rural Kentucky. No, Mm -hmm. Tennessee. Probably Kentucky, too, because it was way high up there. Yeah, good old Appalachia. Yep. Um, Oh, yeah, I loved they were talking about buffalo wings at the table. And they were talking about how they got their name, buffalo wings. Uh And one of the boys says, no, it's buffalo sauce. Buffalo is a flavor. Oh, man. Yeah. Hilariously, I have looked this up, and they're called buffalo wings because they're quote-unquote invented in Buffalo, New yeah. York. Yeah, yeah, it's literally it. It's literally just because of Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Yeah. Buffaloes don't have wings. They don't. As much as we buffalo wish they Buffalo does not taste like buffalo sauce. It, I buffalo doubt it does. Tastes like steak. Probably. So it's the day of Aaron's baby shower, and Kelsey's done almost all the work but e but kelly still arrives early to set everything up uh and this is the point where carlin was supposed to bring some of the younger girls but didn't know and they just like didn't show up until after the baby shower started yeah they were just sitting at home waiting for tori to come pick them up i guess yeah Tori was there helping them set up and i don't know why I don't know. It was a very 16-year-old girl thing to do. Definitely. So. Definitely. But they made it eventually. So I guess that's all that matters. Yep. Um, Chad's mom was there. Gave a very feelingsy speech about mm-hmm. being a first-time grandmother. And then obviously had to lead them into fellowship. Of course. <laughs> of course. Aaron, Aaron just has the absolute worst style of anybody I've ever met. Like her hair, oh, yeah. her makeup, her clothes. It's all just absolutely tragic yeah it's like you know how in like 80s um slasher films they had to make one girl kind of like the ugly girl who wasn't fashionable yeah that's her whole vibe yeah exactly 100 percent. yes it's so weird it is um so the shower went well um aaron got a ton of gifts for baby carson and then at the end of the shower uh kelsey announces they're going to do a balloon release for the babies that Aaron lost to miscarriage at the end, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really nice, like, little tribute it to it. Like, it was a good thing. Like, 
she said, to be able to remember them and kind of do something nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it seemed nice. Mm-hmm. Um, all of her baby shower games sucked. Yeah. I would like to say. Yeah. They were all bad. They were Just all trying bad. to figure out what word for baby was in other languages and drawing a picture of a baby on your forehead on a note card. Yeah, it was weird. Baby shower games are so weird sometimes. I swear to God. Yeah. Yeah. You really just need to like, I don't know, stick to the, stick to the classics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? No, other than Chad just still seems like a good dude. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. seems like a supportive dude. He does. Yeah. So then episode six is called Brandon Pops the Question. Wonder what Spoilers. this is about. Yeah. So this episode starts with Gil getting a call from Brandon to kind of set up the engagement that they talked about in the bathroom at Applebee's mm-hmm. or whatever in Chicago. And um, they decide to make it seem like Michaela is surprising Brandon. So Brandon's uh-huh. going to be in D.C. for work. And originally it was going to be Michaela joining him in D.C., but Michaela's going to tell him that she can't make it and then going to surprise him there. But he knows that she's actually coming and he's going to be mm-hmm. surprising her with a yeah, proposal. Yeah, because he thought it wouldn't be as good of a surprise if he invited her. Yeah, it's honestly a she good idea. Out. It's a good... Yeah, it was smart and they actually fucking pulled it off. Yeah, it was like they did it. It was like a logistical, a, a good logistic plan. Yeah, but still kind of a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Like, yep, it's like in a week. Stressful as fuck. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, Brandon goes ring shopping. He designs his own ring mm-hmm. and man, God. God, it's so much. This is a person, this, this, this man, I think has only seen class rings and he yeah. liked how those looked. <laughs> yeah. He, so he talks about how this ring has this whole concept behind it that, and the concept is God orchestrating one event after the other, which like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has like their initials and the center stone represents God being in the center of their relationship. And it's just. Ugh. Uh, yeah. And like the stone is like raised and has like a little heart underneath it as a whole. Yeah. And, like she's going to catch that on everything and pop that diamond out. Yeah. No, thanks. <sighs> I loved how he gave he gave the designer all these really like specific things that he wants. And he's like, yeah, I need this done in three weeks. Michaela enlists Angie's help, and Angie is Brandon's sister, and she lives in D.C., I think, um, Mm -hmm. with a surprise, where um, Michaela is basically going to be surprising her at Angie's house, or surprising Brandon at Angie's house. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's staying with Angie, too. Yeah. And then his other sister, Becky. Yeah, yeah. So it's a full house. Yep. Um, We do get an interruption of the proposal. Alyssa pops out the baby. Oh, yeah. Nobody can even get there. It's such a fast labor. Her name's Allie Jane, and she was born during their flight while they flew over to mm-hmm. Florida. And, um, yeah, Alyssa had her at a birthing center, and Gil and Kelly get to see her the next day. And the baby is so cute. She has so much hair. She was so, so cute. cute. And, like, they mentioned that, like, Alyssa looks good after having a baby. And, like, holy shit. That yeah. That just, like, that baby was a whole tummy. There's no, like, extra. Well, they showed her at the baby shower and she was really small. Like, she looked yeah. like she was, like, maybe four or five months pregnant. Like, some, I don't know. It's, like, crazy how some people just, like, do not look that pregnant. And they just yeah. bounce right back. 
Yeah, and I guess the baby was only like six pounds, eleven ounces. Yeah. So like a pretty petite baby. Yeah, yeah. Not big, not too big. Not a chonker. So Gil and Kelly basically just stopped by in Orlando to say hi to the baby. And then they're planning to fly straight to Washington, D.C. to surprise Michaela when she is engaged, after she's engaged. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So then we get into the, the actual thing of it all. And Brandon is planning a big treasure hunt with the ring at the end for Michaela. Mm-hmm. So him and his sister kind of sit down and map out the route since she's familiar with D.C. and figure out where everything's going to go and that kind of stuff. And, oh, yeah, Angie asks Brandon to show him, show her the ring. And she's like, yeah, no, uh-huh. I can't show you until it's on her finger. And it's like, okay, okay, dude. You're exhausting, sir. He You're is- asking for these people help, people's help, and they're not going to be like, oh, I saw your ring. It's so cute. Like, no one's going to spoil it. No, it's he literally exhausting is a great word to use for Brandon because I was so exhausted during this whole thing. Oh my god. Yeah, this scavenger hunt was like the longest scavenger hunt over the most space ever. It was it was way too much. It was way too much. Have you ever been to DC? Yes, but only very briefly, but yes, I have. It's huge. Did you I mean, go to the mall? Yeah. I mean I I didn't yeah. see all of it, but it's a huge area. It's so fucking big. Like to go from the Washington the Washington mm-hmm. Monument all the way to the other end is like miles. Yeah, it's it's huge for sure. He's just making her trapes all around, and then she ends up in fucking Virginia. <laughs> God damn. Just take her there in the first place. So, basically, when Michaela arrives in D.C., she stops at a coffee shop and calls Angie, and Angie basically sends Brandon out, and then Michaela comes to Angie's house and is there when Brandon arrives back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brandon knows that she's going to be there, but he acts surprised and he did a pretty good job yeah yeah i don't think he gave off the the thing too much Mm -hmm. Uh, and then once they you know settle in and stuff they go to the ferris wheel in dc and i have to tell you this because i had to tell chris this as i was watching this chris and i met at the hotel by the ferris wheel really that's so funny yeah i went and well we were drunk at a conference and i had like tweeted hey anyone want to get drinks whatever and so chris showed up and or like a couple other people showed up and then i got lit because i had already had like four beers with my boss Uh holy shit it sucked like just just being so drunk so early in a place where i didn't know anyone except a boss yep yep but yeah got lit ran on the beach next to the ferris wheel and chris was like that's it she's the one she's the one that's when he knew (laughs) that's that's awesome i love that um but while they're on the ferris wheel they see the cherry blossoms which are you know out at the mall and that kind of like points into the foreshadowing of the next day and Mm -hmm. they agree to go see the cherry blossoms they agree to go at 5 30 or 6 in the next morning and that's where i would be like okay no Mm -mm. no thank you no I don't want to be proposed to at seven o'clock in the fucking morning. No, 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 thanks. Absolutely not. (laughs) So at this point, Gil accidentally spills the beans a little bit. He's talking to one of the kids at home on the phone and he spills the beans that they're in the airport on the, when Mm -hmm. they're on their way to Washington. And then I think Trace uses his phone and finds out that they're in Washington, DC and they kind of like put all everything together and they know and like yeah. we talked about earlier, there's like this weird, like, oh, secrets don't exist in this family, so you might as well not even try keeping them mentality. Mm-hmm. 
And so there's a little <sighs> bit of like, oh, is somebody going to spill the beans to Michaela? But like, fuck, imagine if they had like that'd be so shitty. You're going straight to hell. I'm sorry. Those are the rules. I don't make them. Yeah, for real. Thankfully, <laughs> nobody does. But yeah, that would be so shitty. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, they all go to the cherry blossoms and see the cherry blossoms in the morning and the sun come up and it's beautiful. But then Brandon has to leave for work, which she knew about beforehand. Like, that's why he's there mm-hmm. for work. And so. And it's a Monday. Because right. they were saying that he doesn't work on Sunday, which was the day before. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yes. He leaves and gives her the first clue. And he's just mm-hmm. like. All right, gotta go. Bye. Yeah. And he basically just hides behind a tree and watches her the whole The whole run. time. Yeah. And there's all these clues that lead her to different places. And every place she goes, she gets a little envelope or a little folder. And the folder, I swear, like, this is so fucking much. The folder has each folder. And I think there were like, how many were there? I don't remember. Like, I don't know. I think there were at least something? five in her hand. Yeah. So probably I, more. Yeah. And they each have a piece of the symbol which the symbol was ended up being like what the ring looks like and they each had a dvd that made up a story and each of them was like the story of their relationship and it was and like he sang on most of them he sang. my girl michael like i'm sure he's a fine singer the dude was apparently like a cello player and like as a musical person but like oh god it was just please don't. it was so much and poor michael could not handle it emotionally and was like <laughs> sobbing the whole time no, it's like, it's horrible. I feel like if he were to do it again, he should do it where she could have one of her family members with her. Because I think that probably would have been less yeah. just like scream sobbing into a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it seemed exhausting, but she seemed to really like it. So whatever. Um, like we said, Gil and Kelly and Brandon's parents arrive and are going to surprise them afterwards as well. And so they like hide to where they can see what's going on, but, like, they can't be seen, you know. And so Michael finally makes it to the last spot where Brandon is there. They put the symbol together, and he explains it and everything. And the parents are in the background just filming the whole thing, which was, like, mm-hmm. okay. Well, yeah. Though, to be fair, there were also uh, camera people literally filming the yeah, whole thing, which no, was way definitely. more intrusive. <laughs> no, I agreed. But at least they knew that they yeah. were there, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That whole fucking, he did the infinity symbol and he's like, oh, you make a covenant and you walk in a figure eight to signify it forever. And three is a special number in scripture. And I'm like, are we getting into the occult here? Yeah, like, like this is weird. It's weird. Um, so finally, finally, Brandon asks the question, gets out the ring. It'd be so funny if she said no, but of course she doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, the parents reveal themselves and everyone's surprised and happy and it's a joyous moment i like that his um proposal was basically like the human speech equivalent of like a spreadsheet it's like i've got three things to say to you number one i love you number two i want to spend the rest of my life with you number three will you marry me yeah yeah it's (laughs) like all right that's i mean like you obviously are very romantic and in love with this girl but like then that's what you came up with for yeah. your big speech at the end. Yeah, it was it was it was it was cringe. It was cringe for sure. Yeah, I mean I get it. Yeah. It's I hard. mean its proposals are usually cringe. It's it's fine. It's not fun and easy. I can't imagine yeah. doing it. No. I hardly could like ask people out on dates when I was younger. Yeah. Much less ask someone to be like, hey, you wanna wanna get married? Be spouse? <laughs> yeah. Oh god. So embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, then we get a bunch of crying. Gil's crying. 
Carlin cries because she talks about Michaela leaving and it's sad and everyone's sad and crying and but happy. Mm-hmm. And of course, someone has to say Michaela's been waiting for him for five years because she apparently has had a crush on him for that whole time. Mm. Like, girl. Scary. Mm. Michaela and Brandon both kind of freak me out a little bit. They both seem a little on the edge of maybe being a little psychotic. Yeah. Yeah, they just both seem like very stressed about their station in life. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go into the last episode for this episode. Episode seven. <laughs> that was a lot of... Episode for episode. Lots of the word episode. I apologize. So at the beginning of this episode, Gil and Kelly sit down with Michael, Michaela, Michael, whatever you want to call her. I don't know. I just call her Michael because I think that's her, like... Yeah, I don't know. Given it's, name. It's hard to tell. Uh, but they make some decisions and make checklists about what needs to be done. And they talk a little bit about how for each of their daughter's weddings, they have a set price for them. And anything that is exceeds that, they have to pay, which seems fair to me. Mm-hmm. But what really disturbed me here was she was talking about how she wanted a smaller wedding. And when she said smaller wedding, she meant like 500 to 800. I just can't even imagine. Like, the biggest wedding I've ever been to was like 330 people. And it was the most stressful thing I've ever attended. Yeah. Like, Getting food is a nightmare. Fuck that. Getting a place to sit, horrible. Yeah, like, I, my wedding was 105 people, and that was, like, I feel like pushing it, so, like, a lot. Like, yeah, it was a lot of people, but, like, it was a manageable number of people. Right. And it's, like, I just cannot imagine having, like, literally five times that amount and be, like, oh, yeah, this is a small wedding. I know. It blows my fucking mind, but I had a 30-person wedding, so. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not mm-hmm. the same audience as these people, clearly. Mm-mm. Um, it's always good though for them because they talk about how Kelly Joe's sisters always Kay makes the wedding cake as a mm-hmm. wedding gift and Kim does all the flowers as a wedding gift. So like, yeah, that's, that's a nice. huge expenditure out for sure, for sure. Um, so the first thing on their wedding checklist is to find a church that is available for the date that they want because apparently there's only one date that will work. There's no flexibility. It's got to be August fifteenth. No other it's gotta date. Got to be August fifteenth. 2015 seems weird to me like what like maybe it's an occult thing maybe who knows get married on the 8th or the 22nd because jesus wouldn't like it Mm -hmm. true i I don't know (laughs) so the colors (laughs) for their wedding are pink and brown which sounds awful like that could be bad that could be really bad my mom's old dog grooming shop was like a franchise and the colors were brown and like fuchsia uh-huh. and that's all i can think of is yeah. just the dog dog grooming place mm-hmm. um she's having barbecue and chips at her wedding so sounds great but they talk about how her biggest like well other than like being available on the date her biggest concern about the church is making sure it goes along with her colors which is like so weird to me also like I don't know. You can change the colors of a church. Like, you could get fabric yeah. and drape it over something. And, like, all of the churches that they looked at, I felt like were pretty neutral. Like, they weren't super... They were just wood and gray. Yeah. Like, you can dress it up to any color scheme you want. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the first church didn't go with their colors. Yes. So, they I, said no. Yeah, which, it looks neutral to me, so I don't understand, but whatever. I know. I think she just saw, like, the flowers that were already there that were purple and white, and I'm like, honey, they're not going to be alive in three months. Yeah, so you can, can change those. Switch those out. Yeah, I just, some of these people have no vision. Mm-mm. 
the second church wasn't available on the day that they wanted, so they crossed it off the list. But also, she didn't like how brown the wood was. Yeah, which, like, it's, it's wood. wood. Yeah. Um, and then church number three, they loved it, uh, but there was a maybe potential conflict with the date. They're having, like, a lock-in, and they're not sure what parts of the church they're going to use or whatever. But, um, so that's what they're hoping, that they'll be able to get into that church and use mm-hmm. it. Yep, and it was it looked just like the other ones, but mm-hmm. a little newer. Yep, yep, exactly. <sighs> there are so many churches in that part of Tennessee. Like, yeah, I've I've like I've been in like the deep south. My family's from the deep south. I live here in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that many signs for churches in yeah. my entire life. Every, like two per block. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. So uh, while all this is happening, Aunt Kay, who is Kelly's sister, comes over and teaches the kids how to ice cakes, which was fun. Mm -hmm. It looked like fun. And it turned into a food fight, which is always fun with kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something as easy to get out as icing. Yeah. Sure. Go for it. (laughs) Not having a beet water fight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. No, it was super cute. I like the ants. They all seem like fine people i mean yeah. as much as kelly joe's definitely like a crazy person she also doesn't seem as bad as mama michelle no yeah i mean yeah as much as i cringe and don't like a lot of the things that this family is about i mean i have to admit they are so they're like leagues better than the duggars in a lot of different ways and oh yeah even more so than i thought they were going to be so that's yeah good. i mean letting their kids go to school shit like actually <laughs> like i don't even know trying to like get to know their kids at any level it's just a, it's a nice change mm-hmm. being able to name them right i have picked up the names so much faster because like mm-hmm. they're not just all j fucking names yeah and they have like i don't know it's like they are kind of more encouraged i think to be like individual people Mm-hmm. Not maybe not as much as like the normies, but more than the Duggars. Yeah, yeah. Like you're supposed to be your own person and you can do your own thing, but also you have to right. have children and right. teach them about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You could do your own thing and be your own person as long as it still fits within these really uptight guidelines. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the last part of this episode talks about Erin a little bit. She starts having frequent painful contractions. And so they head to the hospital where they give Aaron some medicine to help try to stop the contractions and kind of get them under control. And they're eventually sent mm-hmm. home, but then they have to go to weekly checkups from that point on. Yeah. Yeah. And they did the scariest <laughs> sentence that they've ever said on this show was, well, the heparin can't be stopped because then the baby could get hurt, but heparin could make mom bleed out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, <sighs> why i don't want to birth the baby not a good situation either way around Mm -mm. yeah they gave the baby steroids um to grow lungs and brains which is what my mom did too so it's helpful because i mean i think she's only what five or six months along now so like that baby is not gonna be okay if it gets born now yeah definitely too early for it to be like a a good situation yeah um but yeah that that about brings us to the end of this episode i think uh erin's pregnancy is holding up fine but i mean she has to go weekly but she's doing okay and uh michaela and brandon are hoping to get that third church down for their date but Mm -hmm. we will have to wait and see if they do that's our big cliffhanger for the day 
Yes. <laughs> How will we survive? How will we go on? I don't think we can. I think we've just got to watch the rest of it. I know. I know. There's not much else to do. Mm-mm. But if you have anything you'd like to say about this episode or any of our other episodes, if you have any suggestions for shows that we you would like us to watch, we love getting suggestions from you guys and we take them into consideration very heavily. You can send us an email at tvliterate at gmail.com with any of that stuff. Yep. You can find us everywhere else on the internet at tvliterate. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, Patreon, everywhere. I don't know. We're just all over the place. You'll find us. Just look at for TV us. Literate. Yeah. And we love it when you get messages from you and weird Duggar news and, you know, we love it. Just we send do. us stuff. Send it all. And if you have a chance, please leave us a review. Uh, it really helps us out. And we like to read them and see what you guys think. Um, but we will be back next week with another episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.